You'll be easily manipulated if you keep allowing people to do this. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I share mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking tips, tools, and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professional athletes. Driven Mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Well, before I get into my usual introduction, I'm going to respond with what someone asked me the other day, and they said, why do you do what you do? Why do you do this stuff? Like, why do you do the podcast? Why do you do the events? And the truth is that I know that most people are going to waste their life, and I just don't want you to be one of them. But the second thing is as well, is that I know that what most people are taught keeps them stuck and trapped and living an average life. What I also know is that there are a whole group of people out there like myself, who enough is never enough. Like for me, when I achieve a goal, I want more. And I think that's completely normal for most driven people. Hence why I created the community of driven mofos. Because what I found was I would go out there and there's all these people out there going, you know, I want more in my business, but I should be happy. You know, I should be fulfilled. I should, you know, I, I, there are kids in Africa that are starving and I should just be happy. But the thing is that you're lowering your standards that you have about your own life in order to try and be accepted or to try and feel acceptable. And that's not cool. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably one of those people who are born with some form of greatness inside of you. Something that's really trying to get you to stand out, to do something different, whether it's to be the best in your industry, whether it's to be the best parent that you can be, whether it's to be the best in your field. But I know that there's a whole bunch of people out there who want better and who want more. And I think that that's completely acceptable, especially if you look at the laws of nature and the laws of the universe. Because the laws of the universe state that things either expand or contract, nothing stays the same. And so therefore, if we're not expanding, and normally pressure creates expansion, if we're not consistently pressuring ourselves to expand, then we're probably contracting in life. And most people contract and then justify it. They'll go things like, oh, well, it's not that bad. You know, I'm just cruising through life. I just want to be comfortable. I just want to be happy. And that's cool. That's cool if that's what you want to do. But what I know is that most people I speak to that are like that aren't fucking fulfilled. They're not the types of people that are really crushing it in life and are enjoying the game of life. Whereas the people that I know who are out there and who are going, look, I want to do better in my business. Like we've already got a multi-million dollar business. It's successful. Yeah, cool. But I want more. I want to get out there. I want to change and revolutionize the industry. I want to do something different. Or the mothers or fathers out there that go, I want to be the best mum that I can be. I'm good, but I could be better. You know, the people out there who go, I know a lot, but there's still so much to learn. Those people that want more are normally those who inspire others. They're normally those who are inspired from within to do something great in their own life. And I think that society dulls those people down and then a lot of those people justify their position with, you know, comparing themselves to kids in Africa. Well, there's kids in Africa that are starving. You know, oh, I make more money than, you know, most people. So therefore I should just be happy. But the thing is, you're not, you're justifying it. And so the reason why I do what I do is because I think the greatest gift that we can give to the world is to be the best that we can be. We wake up each and every morning and do our best, be our best and achieve the things that we know we're capable of. I think that's the greatest life that we can live. And one day we're gonna to have to reflect on our life. And for most people, they're gonna realize that they never gave it their best. And so I do all of this stuff. I've created all the tools that I have in our Thrive Time event, you know, all the mental performance stuff, because I know that the number one thing that's gonna stop people from achieving great things is what happens inside their head. Then we have our Business Growth Odyssey event and our Leadership Course Triumph. The reason why I do that is because most people, when you start achieving, have to lead others whether it's leading your family, whether it's leading your friends. And if you don't know how to lead effectively, to communicate, to negotiate, you're going to get pulled down back to where everyone else is. And then you're going to justify that you gave up on your goals and your dreams. You'll justify it with bullshit stories and all that stuff. 
And that's great. Like, it's cool you tell people, you know, oh, it's, it's because of these reasons, but you don't agree with those reasons. I know that inside you're sitting there pissed off, frustrated, annoyed, because you know that you could have done better and you could be doing better. And so that's why we create the leadership course, because as you grow, you start leading others, whether it's your friends, whether it's your family, whether it's your career and so on. And then Business Odyssey helps business owners to keep crushing it and not fall into that trap of just going, well, it's good enough, because it's not good enough. If your business isn't growing, your competitors are going to come in and they're going to take your customers. If not, the economy is going to flip everything around and your business is going to go backwards. You're going to have to fire a whole bunch of staff, or if not, you're going to get absolutely contracted financially. So that's why I do this stuff. So anyway, that's my intro for today anyway. A bit of a pep talk and, and a bit of a rev up as to why I do this stuff and why it's so important and why I give up so much time each week to do these podcasts and stuff like that because I think that it's important to share this message that if you're listening to this, you're a driven mofo. You're someone who's driven for more and that's completely okay. And that's completely normal. It's just that most of our society give up and then they justify it. And then they'll use shit against you and make you feel guilty like, well, you know what? There are people out there who don't have your opportunities or you know, you've know you got enough money or you work too hard or you work too much. No, shut the fuck up. Don't be putting that shit in my head. I want more and I want more and that's okay. The day that I admitted that to myself was the day that our company grew. And every time that I've got stuck justifying shit in my own head and pretending that what I've got is good enough, and, and it is, like I love my life. But at the same time, there's still part of me that wants more. There's part of me that wants a bigger house, a better house so that I can entertain more people, have more of our community over. I want bigger events because I can help more people. I want to be able to travel the world and I want to do it in luxury and style because I want to make sure I look after myself and enjoy the fruits of my hard work and my labor. All of those things I've come to accept and there are people out there who judge me for it and that's fine. They're probably the people who gave up on themselves. But that doesn't mean that I should give up on me. They're trying to pull me down to their standard and their level, which is pretty low. I would much prefer to hang up there or hang out with people that are achieving, whether they're people who have hit rock bottom. Like, I don't give a shit how much money someone has. What I care about is their drive and their determination to want to be better. That's what inspires me. I only want to hang out with people that are driven to get more out of life. And it doesn't matter whether they're billionaires or it doesn't matter whether they've got five bucks in their bank account, but they've just got that little taste in their mouth of hunger and wanting to get out there and to do more, to be more, to better themselves. Now, this goes into today's podcast because I want to talk about one of the easiest ways that you're manipulated that you might not even know about. And one of the best forms of manipulation is that people will use traits against you that you're trying to get away from. And let me give you an example. Years ago, I had someone at one of my events, they came up to me and they said, Michael, you're an asshole. And I got really offended by it. Now, this person was a prick. I guess I'd upset them because I push buttons. They came up to me and told me that, you know, you're an asshole. And then they gave me a bit of a serving. Whoop, there goes my alarm. And then they left and I thought, what the fuck is wrong with them? And then so I start judging them and I start criticizing them and, and so on. A couple of weeks later, I realized that it's true. I am an asshole and I'm an asshole for so many different reasons. I'm an asshole to myself sometimes. I can be an asshole to others and I can be because, you know, if someone doesn't push themselves hard enough, I'll get behind them and I'll push them and I could be considered an asshole. Now, I don't think that I'm being an asshole, but I just know that other people may judge me as being an asshole because of their own perceptions in life. So when I admitted that, now I can't be manipulated through that because when someone comes up and they say, you should do this, if not, you'll be seen as an asshole, then I will start adapting my behavior because I'm trying to fit into not being seen that way. And I set people up at our Thrive Time event where I normally ask on day one, who in here considers themselves a kind person? And most people put up their hand. And I'll say to them, are you a kind person to yourself? And then normally I watch their faces as though they're shocked because they keep thinking that being a kind person is that they're kind to others. But normally those who are always kind to others on the outside treat themselves like shit on the inside because they don't set boundaries, 
They don't hold people accountable. They normally don't know how to communicate effectively. They normally end up passive aggressive where they'll do things in a nice way and then they come out and they're aggressive and they get all fucked off when you know, they've been pushed around too much. These are just normal patterns of behavior. So when you realize that you can be kind, but you can also be an asshole. You can be very altruistic and give up your values to serve others, but you can also be very narcissistic where you then make others fit into your values and your value structure and you become the most important person. And this happens in all relationships. In a good relationship, there is a very fine balance between altruism and narcissism. In my marriage with Jess, there are times where I will give up my values. Like she'll want me to go and do something with her. Like it might be she wants to go, I don't know, for a walk along the beach or something like that. And I, I can't be bothered. But I'll go, oh, you know, it's for Jess. You know, I want to make sure that she feels valued. So I'll give up my values and what's important to me in that moment in order to go and help Jess. Because it's important to me that we have a good relationship. But that task isn't important to me. So I will give up my values and what's important to me to go help Jess. But there are other times where Jess does the same. And that's called altruism. Altruism is when we give up our values in order to serve others. There are other times where if I've unpacked the dishwasher for three or four days straight, and then I walk out there and I've noticed Jess is on the couch watching TV and I walk back in the kitchen and the dishwasher's you know, full and there's dishes in the sink, then I can become very narcissistic. And I'll go, hey, it's time for you to get up off the couch, go unpack the dishwasher and stuff like this. I'm working flat out and this is bullshit. That's essentially the trait of narcissism. Now, I know that this is controversial and there'll be some people out there who debate me on this stuff, but that's essentially the original meanings of altruism and narcissism. And you need both of those two things in a relationship in order to make it work. Too much of one way causes imbalances. So normally a narcissistic person will attract an altruistic person. The altruistic person will give up their values to serve the other person because they feel that they're more valuable than themselves. And then the narcissistic person will take more off of the other person because they perceive that they're more important than the other person. So they both need each other in order to create a balance and an equilibrium in that relationship. But anyway, what will happen is that over time, let's say someone comes up to you and they say, you're a narcissist. And if you react emotionally, it's because you're triggered by that thing, which means you're easily controlled. Because that person will then say, your behaviors are narcissistic. I don't like it. And then so you'll start doubting yourself. You'll judge yourself and you go, oh shit, maybe I am. Maybe I need to adapt my behavior a little bit. And so you'll start adapting to fit the agenda of somebody else. And this is why most humans are very easily manipulated. They're manipulated by the governments. They're manipulated by society in general. They're manipulated by the schooling system from a young age. They're manipulated by friends and family. You know, I get told all the time by people, business owners who come to my event. And they say, you know, my family tell me that I work too much. And, you know, I feel guilty about going out and buying a nice car because I'll be judged. And I'll pull them up and I go, do you know you're being manipulated? Because you want a nice car. But there's part of you that feels guilty and ashamed if you go out and buy a nice car because you feel that those around you are going to judge you. So essentially, you're altering your behavior and you're altering your dreams in order to fit into a paradigm that serves other people who have lower standards than you. Is that acceptable for you? And they sit there and they go, oh, fuck, I never thought about it that way. But you're easily manipulated when you don't own those characteristics within yourself that people will judge. So I have people come up to me, and I've had this before in some of our events, when we used to get a whole bunch of tie kickers that would come along they would come to Thrive Time and we would allow them to do payment terms of like $45 a week. And they would pay that off and they'd bounce and fail payments and all this sort of stuff. But I would allow it to happen because I was like, you know, I just want to help people. I just want to be, you know, that person who helps everyone and everyone likes. And then over time, I just end up with a shitload of debt. So we ended up having to write off $350,000 of unpaid subscriptions and signups that people would sign up to our courses. And I allowed them to attend our events without paying in full because they're on payment plans and I thought that I would be a nice person. I thought, you know, if someone gave me something, like if I was able to attend their course and I couldn't afford to pay it upfront, I would continue to pay 
as I go along because of the value that I've got. But what I realized is that there's a lot of people out there who don't think like that. They're always wanting something for nothing. And so I wanted to be seen as a nice person, so I allowed it to happen. I was easily manipulated. And then after a while, I started putting my foot down and I said, no, you can't come to events. Like if you're on a payment plan, you can't come to our events until you are paid in full for that event. And then some people turned around in the community because they were used to getting away with that stuff. And I'm sure all of you out there have gone through this experience where you let people get away with shit. And then when you set boundaries, they fucking freak out. And then they blame you. They tell you what an asshole you are. And they try to manipulate you back into getting what they want. That works for them, but puts you at a disadvantage. And so, you know, we ended up putting these rules in place and a whole bunch of the community, well, I mean, there was probably six or seven of them, turned around and they said, you know, you don't care about people. You're all about money. It's only about money for you. And I was like, shit, I feel guilty. I feel ashamed. I feel bad that I'm making it about the money and not making it about the people. But then what it was, was that the people that I was looking after were those who made it all about the money anyway, because they didn't have any money. They treated money like it was just nothing. And so they didn't give a shit and they didn't care about value exchange. They didn't care about adding value to others, which is why they had no money. If you think about money, most people say, I don't have money, but they don't have money because they don't keep adding value. If you keep adding value and you keep producing more as a person, you become more valuable as a person. So money is just the exchange of value. They didn't realize that. The reason why they didn't have any money is because they kept expecting something from nothing and they were lazy. They were complacent. Okay, They didn't see value in other things. And so I lowered my standard in order to not be judged by those types of people. And then straight away when I put in that boundary and I said, no, you need to pay before you come to events. That's the rules. And then they turn around and go, you're an asshole. You don't give a shit. And then they went off and they went to other coaches and they went to other events where they could get away with shit for free. They go to all the free events. They go to all the free seminars. They get the free books, the free downloads. They always want something for nothing. They were never prepared to pay for anything. Now in my life, I'm happy to give away free stuff, but it's the start of a pipeline in order to drive people into more valuable content that I have. If you come to Thrive Time and then you come to our Triumph event, Triumph is like you get 10 times the depth that you get from Thrive Time. But at Thrive Time, you probably get 10 times the amount of depth and knowledge that I go into than what I do on the podcast and what I give you know, out to the general public. And you get tips and tools and you use those tools and you utilize it and you break through patterns and, and you work with me a lot more one-on-one at live events and stuff like that because you pay for it. So the value increases as you pay for more. As you give more value, I give more value. And so that's a fair and equitable exchange. I can't be the dude that gives inspiration when I live this shitty existence and I'm trapped because I make no money. There's a whole bunch of coaches out there who go, you know, I'm inspiring, I want to motivate people and all this shit. They live in fucking poverty. Who's inspired by that? You know, little kids don't wake up in the morning and see a Ferrari and go, oh, that's shit. And then they see this old beat up car and go, that's how I want to live. Little kids don't do that. They look at the Ferrari and go, wow. They look at the beautiful house and go, wow. They look at the beautiful person or the person who's got a beautiful dress on or a beautiful skirt or looks after themselves well and they go, wow. And kids naturally see inspiration really, really well. But that gets beaten out of them as they grow up. And then they become bitter, like a lot of adults. They get bitter. They're not bitter at the other person. They're bitter at themselves because they gave up on their own goals and their own dreams and their own aspirations. So now they get fucked off when they see someone with a nice car. You know, they go, oh, that guy's got a small dick. Oh, I bet he's a drug dealer. They see a beautiful house and I go, oh, I bet they're ripping people off. And so they make up these excuses as to why they gave up on their life. And so they become more judgmental. They become more critical of others. So my point is that if you keep adapting your behavior in order to try and fit the paradigms of others and also the expectations that other people have in their own life, you're probably going to lower your own standard in life. And that's not fair. So the faster you can own those judgments, that when someone comes up to you and says, you're an asshole, you go, cool, I know I am, thank you. And you own that part of yourself, the less easily manipulated you are. When someone comes up to you and says, 
you know, you don't give a shit about anyone, including yourself. You go, I know. And you just walk off. That has no effect on you. You're not manipulated anymore. And to that other person, they get really angry. They get really frustrated. And they might even become more aggressive and more angry as they try to manipulate you because that's the only tool of manipulation that most people have. And so you'll see it. The more you're on social media, the more I get it. You know, I get that shit all the time in our comments. This guy doesn't give a shit about anyone. If he gave a shit about anyone, he'd run free events. No, you'd run free events because you live in poverty. And I bet you work a nine to five job or I bet you work a job where you get paid at the end of the week. And if your boss didn't pay you, you'd be fucking pissed. But at the same time, you expect a business owner to do shit for free because their purpose in life is to help others to live a great life. But you expect them to do it for nothing. You expect them to live in poverty while you get your paycheck at the end of the week. What a fucking douchebag, right? This stuff happens all the time. So my point is that you've got to own those parts of yourself so that you just let that shit bounce. You know, when I see that stuff now, I know that that person's given up on their goals and dreams. I know that they have no understanding of value exchange. I know that they have no real great expectations of themselves. And that's completely fine. I'll be here when they're ready. But until they're ready, I ain't even going to engage with them because there's just no point. And it's the same with even friends of mine and family. They go, you work all the time. You work too much. And I go, cool, I know. And they go, okay, well, yeah, that's it. They've got nothing. They've got nothing else. When I sit there and I try to justify it, then it creates a conversation around it. And then I've got to try to convince them that I don't work too much and they're trying to convince me that I am. And then so it starts arguments and all this sort of stuff. It's just not worth it. So you've got to own those parts of yourself that you keep disowning. All humans project onto others because the only thing that we know is ourselves. So when someone else comes along and they judge us and criticize us, it's a part of ourself that we haven't seen within ourselves. And then so we adapt and adjust our behavior in order to fit their paradigm. So you have to own those parts of yourself. These days when someone says you're a prick, I go, I know, I know I'm a prick. I'm a prick to myself, I'm a prick to others. Cool, thanks for noticing. Okay, there are people out there who will say things like, you know, Mojo's arrogant. Cool, I am arrogant because I've got to be arrogant. If I don't believe that I can do better and I can do more and I can achieve more and that if I'm not arrogant enough to think that others can do that as well, then I wouldn't be doing this. That wouldn't be my message. So you're 100% correct. Thank you, I'm arrogant. I'm glad you noticed. And then I just keep doing my thing. Whereas I see so many people that are so easily manipulated. I see friends and family going through it where other people judge and criticize them. They adapt their behavior in order to fit in, to please others. And then they lower their own standards. Then they start creating these stories and these justifications as to why they're not achieving great results. They'll say things like, oh, you know, it's the economy. It's the economy is the reason why I'm struggling financially. No, it's not the economy. There are people out there crushing it in bad economies. The question is, why aren't you crushing it? Because you lowered your standard. You're doing less, not more. That's all that it is, okay? In recessions, there are 20 to 30% of businesses that absolutely crush it in recessions. 80% turn shit. Why? Because 80% of people buy into the fact that a recession, which is just a downward trending economy, it doesn't mean anything. If the economy goes down today, it doesn't mean anything really, but it does to the media and it does to the people that they, you know, oh, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad. And then business owners start to freak out and they go, oh, the, the recession's bad. So then what they do is they start making decisions based on a downward trending economy, which keeps the economy trending downwards because business owners adapt for the downward trending economy. And so they're part of the problem. Then they let go of staff, unemployment goes up. So there's this whole vicious cycle that happens based on human behavior and people adapting their behaviors to fit a fucking paradigm. That's all that it is. If you're smart enough and you work on your mindset the most, which is why I think Thrive Time is the greatest event on the planet, because you come to that event and you learn how to master your mindset and in a recession, you go, you lick your lips and you go, I get cheaper staff. I get more effective staff because there's gonna be a whole bunch of staff out there that are really, really good that other business owners haven't seen their value and I'm gonna go snap them up and I'm gonna go create an environment where those people thrive 
and they're gonna work and we're gonna work together and we are going to create an even better business. Also, there's a whole bunch of customers out there now that are getting underserved, that are underappreciated, and I'm gonna go take them off my competitors. I'm gonna give them more value. I'm not gonna charge less, I'm gonna give them more value. And if you're one of those business owners, you will crush it in a recession. It's just a mindset shift, that's all that it is. But most people adapt their behavior in order to fit a paradigm. They adapt their behavior in order to fit, not being judged, not being criticized, not failing, not making mistakes. And the more that they do that, the more they settle for average. And then the more that they blame other things outside of themselves, instead of looking in the mirror and going, you know what? I fucked up, it's my fault, it's time to get on with it and let's keep moving forward. Anyway, Driven Mofos, I hope this helps. If you haven't jumped across to our No BS Business Hacks Facebook group, go to Facebook, type in No BS Business Hacks, my group will come up there. I've been sharing heaps of free stuff in there lately. I just dropped a talk that I did at our Business Growth Odyssey event with a $400 million man, Toby Pierce. It is absolutely mind-blowing the interview. Wild insights into business and into life in general of someone at the age of 29 who sold his business for $400 million, okay? And his mindset is phenomenal. And he, he goes in depth into some of his business strategies, into the way he thinks about things. It's absolutely mind blowing. I've watched it twice now. It's only been up for a week. I'm probably gonna watch it again in the next couple of days because every time I watch it, I just take more away. So jump into that group if you haven't already done so. You just need to DM me and I'll send you the link to be able to watch that episode. Also as well, in that group, I've been giving a business strategy, a five page business strategy. It was supposed to be two pages, but I made it five pages. And essentially it's a five page business strategy for 2023. It's free, I'll give it to you. you. Just gotta go in there and fill it all out so that you have a clear plan for 2023. And also I'm dropping new content. Next week, I am going to do a live business building in the group where I help someone build their business and show them all the gaps that they've got. So if you're a business owner, jump across into that group, no BS business hacks. For those of you out there who aren't business owners, who love the mindset stuff, make sure you follow me on all my socials. Michael Mojo double zero and also jump across to YouTube. If you're not on YouTube and you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, I'm dropping extra bonus content on YouTube that I'm not sharing on any other platform. So make sure you go and do that as well. It's Michael Mojo double zero on YouTube. Anyway, Driven Mofos, have a great day. Remember to rate and review this podcast if you're loving it. I look forward to having you back on here again for the next episode. Keep crushing it. Don't lower your standards for everyone and keep pushing hard. You're a Driven Mofo. Stay driven. Crush it.